When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Second hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. Let's dive into this news out of New York City. Mayor Eric Adams, who was supposed to make the city safer and more functional and uh, cleaner streets and all that stuff. Uh, he has failed so far in those efforts. And in fact, now is saying the city faces what I, I think you'd have to call an existential crisis at some level, or at least existential as to whether it will continue to be the same city that many of us have known as New York for so long. The migrant problem. There are now 110,000 uh, migrants in New York City. Now, the language we use about this matters, but it's very hard to be precise because of what's really going on here. These are all individuals who broke U.S. immigration law. They did not go through the normal immigration process. They entered the United States illegally. They broke the law. But the Biden administration chooses to turn back Very few of these individuals who cross from Mexico into the United States on foot. They are from over 160 countries all around the world. This is not about um, anyone approving or disapproving of one group of people or one country of people coming to America. They're from all over the world. Some countries are more heavily represented than others, but they are truly from everywhere, uh, at least everywhere that is generally a uh, third world or or low-income country. And they're coming in and they're saying that they want asylum. They will not eventually be granted asylum, but the asylum courts are so backlogged that the chance that their case will be adjudicated in the next two years, really the next five years, is effectively zero. So they get to stay in the country for years. They get to claim. Now, remember, the asylum claim itself is a lie, and it is 
against the law to lie to immigration officials, but they say they have a credible fear of violence in their home country. I mean, it's if you knew how stupidly easy it was to pass the first screening test at the border, you'd realize what a scam this whole thing is. Well, now you certainly know if you didn't before. Uh, in fact, migrants have been found with little pieces of paper that tell them what to say. This is something you won't see reported very often. I've been down there. I've seen this. I've seen that the wristbands that migrants have to show they've paid off the proper cartel. The Mexican drug cartels are making more money in some plazas or areas of the border than they are even off of drugs now. The drug flow is massive because our border patrol is completely overwhelmed. But let's focus in. That's the more national level problem. Let's focus in on New York City. Clay, they have 110,000 migrants. They think this is going to cost $12 billion over the next fiscal year for the city of New York. Even for a city as large and high tax and high earner as New York, that's a big deal. That's a lot of money. I mean, just by way of comparison, I think the FDNY costs $2 billion a year. Okay. So you're talking about six fire departments for a city of 8 million people going toward 110,000 migrants. 20,000 migrants, Clay, are about to, I think today or uh, next week as soon, enter the New York City public school system. 20,000 kids, very few of whom speak any English or have English language skills that will be at grade level. What does this all mean? Well, you don't have to take my word for everybody. Here's Eric Adams saying this will, quote, destroy New York City. Play 15. We're getting no support on this national crisis. And we're receiving no support. And let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. Clay, the mayor of our biggest city saying that all the illegals are going to destroy New York City. It's quite a moment. Democrats are going to have to figure this out because the single worst element of Joe Biden's presidency so far that he fails on on every front is the border. And the border crisis is not going away. Six million roughly illegals have that we know of have come into the country since Joe Biden became president. Um, that's as many people as nearly live in, for instance, the state of Tennessee. So to contextualize how many people we're talking about illegally entering If you have ever driven through a state like mine, basically the same amount of people who live in Massachusetts. If you've driven through Tennessee or Massachusetts or, uh, or I think close to Arizona, that's about how many people have illegally come into the, the country, that entire state population. That's a lot of people. And I give credit because I do think he deserves a lot of credit on this for Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, for saying, if you won't come here, and see what this crisis is doing to my state, then I will send the crisis to you. Whether it's Washington, D.C., whether it's New York City, whether it's Chicago, and it only takes a pinprick of those illegal immigrants to break down the ability of New York City to basically handle its population, right? I mean, that's what we're talking about. And we discussed, and I think this is important, the incentive structure that New York City is giving out because of the $12 billion that they're spending, that's your taxpayer dollars if you're in New York, that's your taxpayer dollars if you're in Chicago or Washington, D.C. or L.A. or any of these cities that are inundated now with illegal immigration. 
they're treating them far better than they would be treated if they had stayed at home. And remember the guy we talked about who's in Brooklyn? They took over the park. His family can go swimming every day. They've got free Wi-Fi. They don't just give them meals. They give them meals that are popular in their home countries. And they give them the ability to call back home. They make more money. They tell everybody, hey, this is amazing. It's like you can go on a free vacation and come to the best city in the world. Imagine what you would think if you were in one of those Latin American countries. And the fact that this is now being openly acknowledged by Mayor Adams in New York City creates a rift that is hard for the Democrat Party to heal. And let me just point this out. Has AOC made a trip to the border since Joe Biden became president? Fuck. In her district now, there is a massive issue with illegal immigration. Remember when she stood at the chain link fence in the all-white outfit with her hand outstretched crying about what was happening? It's far worse now than it was then. She won't go to the border, and her district is far more troubled and thrown asunder now than it ever was when Donald Trump was president. Anybody ask her about it? Anybody have her explain her decision-making? I haven't seen it. So I'll tell you, the plan here, it's it's a couple of things, but a part of it is, especially in a second term, they're going to lie to the American people about immigration in the election year. And when I say lie, I mean about their intentions. They they have no problem with this. They have a problem with people figuring out what's going on. The, the, the Democrat mindset is not, oh, gosh, all these illegals are going to require so much in the way of state resources, which means we're going to have to raise taxes inevitably, which means we're going to have to tell people who are here legally, who are born here, who are citizens, you have to do more or else we'll lock you up to pay for the people who came without actually respecting our laws in the first place. Democrats don't want people to figure out that's what's going on. But they do want more illegal immigrants. I mean, that's that's been obvious for a long time now. So they'll do um, what they always do, which is going into an election year. They'll start. Biden will say, you know, we're, we're tightening things. We're putting more resources. Understand when a Democrat says they want more resources at the border, what they are saying is they want to pay more bureaucrats to process faster and with more ease more illegals who are scamming our system. They are not saying, let's turn away more people. To your point about the incentive structure, we currently have a border that is intentionally easy to get across and a system that intentionally lets people stay here without going through the legal process at all in the first place. They are waiting for it. They have overwhelmed, in Saul Alinsky style, the machinery of our immigration system. This is all intentional, right? You overwhelm the system so that it seizes up, it breaks, and then you can do whatever you want. Democrats have a problem, though. Numbers on immigration, Clay, show that the American people are souring rapidly on particularly illegal immigration, problems of the border. Overall views of immigration are dropping. People are starting to say, hold on a second. So now we're taking a million a year legally and over a million a year, two million a year illegally. We're bringing in, you know, millions and millions of new people in the country every year. We have a $32 trillion deficit. Start to do the math on this. If 110,000 migrants are going to cost $12 billion over the next year, what is 6 million migrants costing the taxpayer spread out around the country trying to actually, you know, support them, pay for everything, pay for their schooling and all the rest of it? Democrats have no answer for this. This is, I think, one of their biggest political weaknesses. But you need someone who can make the case and stick to it. And I, I have not heard enough from any, I'm going to say this, from any Republican candidate 
on immigration and the problems at the border. Um, and I think it needs to change. I, I think that's well said. Here's one of the challenges. Is Biden so bad at everything that it makes it hard to focus on any one thing and hammer him for it? I mean, just in terms of messaging, when you think about it, crime is a disaster. The border is a disaster. The economy is a disaster. The foreign affairs get, are a disaster. I, I, I gotta, I gotta throw a flag here, Mr. Clay. He doesn't get blamed for the crime thing. Biden, this is one area where he escaped all the, uh, cause he, cause he, he never said he went, didn't support defunding the police, he, which was he, a smart he didn't strategic play. De- yeah. He didn't support defund because he knew that was super unpopular with the electorate that he needed to fool, right? So on crime, they'll say that's a state and local issue. That doesn't really nail him. On the, on the border, total, total disaster. You know, the economy is not good, but it's not as bad as his critics were saying it would be at this point. So that starts to become, now I think that may change. I think we could be going into, I know the, I think the latest Goldman Sachs estimate says like a 10 or 15% or maybe it was Morgan Stanley, one of those places, 10 or 15% chance of recession next year. I think it's much higher than that. I, here's what I think. And I say this because I, I was talking about this with you off air. People know that the economy is broken based on inflation, and they're just waiting for it to be explained to them. And I, I just keep hammering this home. I can't go through a drive through with my kids. I did it again yesterday without spending $50 on hamburgers and french fries. I, I don't know that there's a hamburgers and french fries like uh, like economy scale out there. We know the price of gas people react to. I think that every person who's listening to me out there right now that takes their kids through a drive-thru, every time they go through, they think, I can't believe that McDonald's just cost me and my family 55 bucks. And I think that creates, in the same way that when you're standing yeah. there with the pump in your hand, anger, inflation might be 3% now, but it's 3% or 4% or whatever it is on top of the double digits that it's increased. Real money in their pockets People have less than they did before Joe Biden became president. Here's the problem. And I know that this, I can already feel that people, some people are not going to want to hear this. I'm just reciting a fact that's going to come into play. It certainly came into play in 2022 when inflation was even worse. And it's going to come into play in 2024. Trump spent six trillion dollars in one year. That, it's, it's just, that's the problem with saying, did Biden need to spend the two trillion at the beginning of his term? No, of course not. Was that reckless? Yeah. He did it because. He goes, well, if Trump could spend six to deal with COVID, I mean, I can spend two, right? No, but I mean, he wanted to spend five more, which is now we all realize like arsonists with the gas can level yeah. crazy for the economy. But I'm just saying the narrative, you know how they're going to break this down whenever. And if they actually get to a debate, God even knows if that's going to happen. Are Trump and Biden going to end up debating? I don't know. I don't know if anyone knows. But on stage, Trump's going to say, look what you've done with inflation. And Biden's going to look at him and say, you spent six trillion dollars in one year and you started the lockdowns and now in the primary people can say whatever they want they say oh it's not trump's fault or whatever in a general election that becomes a problem that becomes a problem this is what i you know this is why i know i know man i I just think this is is gonna be tough the data point that is gonna blow people's mind i think it's important to keep hammering at home we failed on covid as a country we failed we spent more money on covid than we did Inflation adjusted to win World War II. We spent more money fighting a virus than we did the Nazis. You know, and most of that money was spent in 2020 under a Republican president. This is the problem, and we're going to have to face it. 
We're going to have to face it going into the general election. Um, we, you know, we could ignore it now for the primary. People can want whoever they want. That's fine. But Joe Biden, this is what I mean, Clay. So look, we look at how bad Biden is. Yeah, it's really bad, but there's a reason that the polls are as close as they are, despite how bad he is. You know what I mean? There's, there's ways they will. I, I know how they're going to pull the propaganda. I know what the lines are going to be. And remember, they've got a 10 to 1 advantage in terms of just media person, you know, media power. Oh yeah. Media reach. Um, so this is where I think things can get very complicated very quickly. What do you think? 800-282-2882. Remember, we are going to talk about the, uh, Hunter Biden gun charge with Andy McCarthy in the third hour. That'll be really interesting. Um, Clay, do you and Andy see eye to eye on this one? A little preview here. I don't think we do. 100%. Okay. So, all yes. right. We're going to see. It's a battle of legal titans. We'll get to that. <laughs> Our friends at Chalk are determined to make every male in this audience realize their full energy potential. They get that done with their male vitality stack. This set of natural supplements has been formulated to provide men with an everyday solution to low energy drive and stamina. The leading ingredient, which you can read about on their website, has been proven to restore diminished amounts of testosterone in men's bodies. As we age, our T levels go down. It's just part of life. And in some guys, it can get really low. It can become actually a clinical medical issue. Chalk's male vitality stack, though, can help restore 20% of testosterone in just three months' time. Give it a try, and you'll start to feel the difference. You'll find Chalk online only at an easy-to-remember website, Chalk.com. Chalk.com. You can save 35% off any Chalk subscription you choose for life when you use my name, Buck, in your purchase process. Subscriptions can be canceled at any time. Go check it out today. It's a supplement that you should really consider, actually a suite of supplements. Go to chalkchoq.com. Use name Buck, that's my name, for 35% off. Speaking truth and having fun. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. 
If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uh, reacting to a lot of stories, we're still going to get to the news about the Hunter Biden potential indictment coming down before September 29th is the story. Uh, and we're going to have Andy McCarthy joining us at the top of the next hour. So a little bit over 30 minutes from now. And we're going to do a deep dive on what to expect there, what is the story. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. But certainly in the meantime... Joe Biden and the awful numbers coming out for the CNN poll for him uh, continue to create, I would say, a lot of consternation in Democrat camps. And Van Jones on CNN, who at times has some interesting things to say, Play Cut 19 talks about Democrat discomfort going forward with Biden. Right now, today, I think a lot of Democrats will look at these numbers and say the whispers are finally showing up in this data. People are talking behind their hand. They worry about Joe Biden. Joe Biden's like that grandpa that you love, that you believe in, you owe a lot. But you you, you start to wonder, you know, would, would you give this grandpa a high-stress job for six more years, or would you want something else for him? That's what's being talked about. And people are scared to come out and, talk, and say anything about it. But I think it's important for us to have this conversation now. I think it's maybe the bottom for Joe Biden. Absolutely true. Although I also think that what he just said at the end is true, but we'll see. I think fairly astute analysis there. I think that's honest. I actually think Joe Biden's going to get worse. And so I don't think we're at the bottom. But if we aren't at the bottom, oh, my goodness, this is going to be wild to see where this goes next. Our good friend Howard Stern, former radio legend, now the biggest wuss on the planet had some interesting things to say about COVID. We'll play it for you here in a sec. In the meantime, no matter how well they make cell phones these days, they're susceptible to breaking when they're accidentally dropped, spilled on, left outside in the sun. When the temperature hits 100 degrees, if your cell phone's on its last legs, use this opportunity from Pure Talk to replace it. Get a brand new 5G Samsung Galaxy, two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, ultra-strong glass when you sign up. For Pure Talk's unlimited talk, text, and 15-gig data plan for just 
35 bucks a month. Deal comes with a mobile hotspot, too. All the data you could ever need for half the price of the big carriers on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to Pure Talk today. U.S.-based customer service team standing by to help you make the switch. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, your free, super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy. When you switch to Pure Talk, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. On the front lines of truth. They are trying to follow a narrative. They are trying to follow an agenda. I can tell you here in Florida, uh, we did not and we will not allow the dystopian visions of paranoid hypochondriacs control our health policies, let alone our state. We'll not let paranoid hypochondriacs control anything in the state of Florida. That was Governor Ron DeSantis. And let me say, as governor, I believe, and he is my governor, I'm a Floridian now, as you know, I believe um, it is the only state in the country that bans, does not make optional, bans mask mandates, bans vaccine mandates, bans mandatory masks in schools, go down the list. Bans gain of function research in the state. I mean, that one seems a little, you know, okay. But nonetheless, other states that like to talk a big game about this. Oh, we're so good on COVID. They'll still, oh, if your business wants to make you mask up, got to mask up. School district decides to mask you up, got to mask up. Uh, I, I think there's a problem there, folks. I think there's a problem there. Um, we'll see how this catches on. Um, and how this spreads. Pardon the phrasing here for the, uh, the season ahead here of COVID, but. I just want to note, he mentioned paranoid hypochondriacs. Uh, Howard Stern, were you a Howard Stern listener back in the day? I, I was not. I, I mean, I occasionally would listen. Um, I think he was wildly talented, and I respected the fact that he was a rebel, and now he is mm. just an absolute left-wing shill. Yeah, I, I always thought it was a little, uh, uh, a little bit like, Slowly destroying Western civilization. But anyway, that's okay. That's me. I was never a fan. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a nerd. What can I tell you? So here's Howard Stern to your point about being a Democrat, a Democrat shill. I mean, this is, this is truly crazy. And, and I think, cause I've often said that masking and a lot of these things, and I truly mean this, and I've read a lot about, it. I find, I, I, you know, I have an, I have an amateur interest in psychiatry and the history of medicine. I'll just tell you that. Maybe it's something that I'm looking at even to write about a bit. So neither here nor there. Um, but I have an amateur interest in these things. And I really do think that without being an MD, I'm not trying to diagnose anybody, but it looks like an anxiety disorder. When you're afraid, you know, if you were afraid to leave your home, you know, what's if you have agoraphobia, you would say you've got a problem, right? you got to yeah. be able to leave your house. If you can't leave your house, there's a problem. If you're afraid to go outside without a mask on or go around people, you have a phobia, actually. You, ha- you have a... A clinical level anxiety disorder. I think that's quite obvious. Do we have any psychiatrists listening? If you want to call in and tell me if this all adds up, let me know. Howard Stern now says the shock jock. Yeah, he's so brave. Howard Stern says that he got into a fight with his wife because he thinks it is, quote, time to go back into lockdown. Play 10. 
I'm going crazy with this. My wife yelled at me last night. We got into a fight because, you know, you know how paranoid I am about getting COVID. I haven't gotten it and been pretty safe. And I really don't want to get it. I don't want to, you know, like everyone goes, don't worry. It's just a cold. For me, it'll probably be way worse. You know what I mean? I'd be, I'm the lucky one who will like, completely fall apart. You know, my wife's considerably younger than me, as you might have heard. And, and you know, she's not as concerned about getting getting COVID as I am because, you know, I'm an older dude. We're really making an effort. We go out to restaurants. We went to the Ed Sheeran concert. We've we've really been out there. I haven't gotten COVID. And I'm like, you know what? If I get it, I get it. Then all of a sudden, they announced there's a new strain of COVID and it's on the rise. And, you know, people are being hospitalized. It's time to go back down into lockdown. I I just feel bad for him. But also, I, who's listening to him? He's 69 years old, first of all. So, so um, to be clear, he, he doesn't really say, because I was looking at the transcript, but he doesn't... He's kind of quoting people saying it's time to go back into lockdown. So he's freaked out about it, but he's actually not calling for. He didn't lockdown. leave Buck his house for two and a half years. I mean, no, he's insane for sure. I'm not walking back on that. I'm just saying, though, technically he thinks he's super worried about it, but he's saying others are saying it's time to go back into lockdown. I don't think he's. I think he says that? at some point, I think it's time to go back into lockdown. I mean, it's, cra- it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I just want to be accurate. Yeah, and I, I I think, sadly, this is kind of the paragon of the Democrat Party now. This is what they have become, is this fearful, I, I would say, uh, you know, just terrified group. And I feel sad for him on some level. I can't imagine if you're 69 years old, and I'm assuming he may have grandkids now. I don't know what he, I know he has kids. I don't know what the kid situation is. But can you imagine just giving up years of your life to stay in your apartment because you were terrified of a virus that bore you almost no risk at all? And I just, I, I, and there are a lot of these people. And so this ties in with what we talked about. If Dr. Fauci were, Buck, a decent and caring person, wouldn't he come out and say, go back to your lives? This is what I've been saying all along. Yeah. He's cruel. Yeah. He, it's I, malicious. I think this is, these are the people who are the most Fauci following of the entire American community, and they are terrified that they're going to die from a virus that bears them almost no risk. Yeah, no, it's... It would be like walking around and being terrified. You know, you you could get MRSA and die. Like, that can happen. You know, you can just get a terrible yes. bacterial infection and die. You know, it's a hospital is a very common place. Where to, but you can get it other places, too. You know, once in a while, you will read about somebody who gets a brain-eating, they call it amoeba, from swimming in the wrong place. And it's the most horrifying thing, and that's why it becomes a news story, because, you know, it's it can strike with no warning. And you're, Does that mean no one's going swimming in anything that is non-chlorinated water going forward, right? I mean, y- you can break this down into how crazy do you want to be, and I just think it's interesting that someone with the, you know, medical resources at his disposal, being incredibly wealthy as, as Howard Stern at this point in time, and who's supposed... Here's the part of it that's really disappointing... Someone who's supposed to be able to see through the BS. Yeah. How can he not see through the fear campaign at this point? How can he not see through it? And obviously he's got a neuroses. He's got a, he's got like an anxiety disorder that this triggers. 
And I think there are a lot of the people that are like him. And and what I circle back to um, uh, ultimately, and maybe I'm rare in this, and and not to get too dark here, but we're all going to die. And to me, it's not about how many years necessarily that you are fortunate enough to be able to live. It's about the quality of life you have during those years. And if you are so convinced that you're afraid to kiss your grandkid or afraid to hug your son or daughter, afraid to go to a freaking restaurant, to me, that's worse than death, right? Like on some level, if you give up on life because you are so fearful of dying, you've already embraced whatever the worst thing could be because you've given up the ability to truly live. And and I don't want to go full philosophical here, but that that has to be an awful way to live. And there are You're millions right. of people living that way right now still. Still. Clay's a live free or die kind of guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm rare. Maybe I'll feel differently if I'm fortunate enough to live to be 80. But I'm 44, and I don't fear death. I feel like I've had a really good 44 years. If something awful happens to me, I, I, I would hate for that to happen. But the idea that you would be so terrified of death that you would refuse to live your life is, to me, the ultimate failure of life itself in many ways. Yeah. I I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. But. I, I would like, I mean, so I feel bad for Howard Stern. And more importantly, uh, it, this guy used to be a radio legend. And he lived as a rebellious figure. And now, Buck, he is a shell of the person that he used to be. And who was listening to him? Like, I feel bad for those people, too. You know, there's such a thing as the new American dream. One guy in this audience is determined to make sure you know the phrase and how to achieve it. His name is Dutch Mendenhall, the author of a new book titled Money Shackles. In addition to authoring this book, he's running a business. He's co-founder and CEO of Rad Diversified. It's a company that introduces you to alternative investments, part of his vision for the new American dream. What are these money shackles he writes about? To you and me, it's debt, car loan, student loan. These shackles represent the financial hamstrings that Americans have fought with for a long time. He believes it's the wrong thoughts and the wrong teachings. In his book, he'll give you his strategies to use debt to your advantage and tap into lucrative alternative investment vehicles to redefine your American dream. Dutch is on a mission to be at the forefront of the greatest financial change in American history and look beyond Wall Street and see the future of alternative investments. The old American dream is dying fast. Get ready for the redefined American dream with money shackles. Learn more at therad.com. That's T-H-E-R-A-D.com. Break free from your money shackles. Visit therad.com. Don't miss a minute of Clay and Buck and get behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Subscribe to CNB 24-7. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? 
It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We're going to be joined by Andy McCarthy, our friend, former federal prosecutor, to analyze what we should know, what we should think about the Hunter Biden potential grand jury charges that could be brought surrounding his criminal behavior. We'll discuss that in the next hour, here in the next 15 minutes or so. But, Buck, Vivek Ramaswamy, who has surged up to, I think it's fair to say, third, fourth, some places, tiptoeing around second in uh, the uh, Republican primary, went on with MSNBC. This guy's name is Mehdi Hassan. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yes, sir. Uh, and they got into a super contentious fight over what exactly Vivek had said about Trump in the past. Listen, you say he behaved in downright abhorrent behavior that makes him a danger to democracy. Yes. What was it so that was downright? Let's tell let's me what be, he did that was downright let's abhorrent. A, let's actually be 
Let's actually be really fair to your audience. So on January 10th, 2021, thereabouts, days after that incident, I wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal arguing that censorship was the real cause of what happened on January 6th. When asked in response, somebody asked me the question, are you – that, that's, that's, well, that's what I wrote. I'm giving you the facts okay. of what I said. That's a hard Understood. fact that was published in the Wall Street Journal. When pressed on was that condoning what Trump did, my answer was no. There's a difference between a bad judgment and Understood. a crime. And, and we need to be able question. to tell the what difference in this country. What did Donald Trump do, no, I'm not avoiding in your view, that was downright abhorrent? Second time I, I think that, that the thing that I would have done differently if I were in that's his shoes not what I asked, is Vivek, I would have respect. declared re-election on that's January 7th. I'll ask that, a that's exactly time. the thing what I would have done. What did Trump do that was egregious, quote, downright abhorrent and a danger to democracy? Can you just explain to our viewers your words? So, 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 so you're, you're mixing two different quotes, but what did I think was reprehensible about what happened that day? Look, I think that the way a true leader should have handled that situation should have been to actually say, this is me running for re-election, yep. not actually litigating what is already passed in behind us. And I would have done things differently. That is not a crime, though, I, what I, he I did. I understand. I mean, okay. So here's what's going on. Vivek wrote, in a tweet after January 6th that what happened, I, I don't have it in front of me, but he, he said that it was what Trump did was abhorrent. Okay. That's what he's being pushed on here. Now, I don't know why Vivek's going on MSNBC. You're just going to get, you're not, you're not uh, going to bring over any, any MSNBC viewers. You're going to the lion's den. So I respect that. I respect it. I don't know if it's politically, there's any advantage to it, but you know, Vivek wants to do it. That's his call. And obviously he's done a lot of intelligent things in this primary so far that have moved him way ahead of other very well-known politicians. Fine, fine, fine. But what Mehdi Hassan is exposing here is that Vivek is technically running against Donald Trump and refuses to stand behind a criticism of him that he made um, like two years ago or yeah. maybe, maybe less than that. And saying other things doesn't answer the question. So he got, you know, you go on MSNBC. Look, I've, I know what it's like at CNN, man. I had them do all kinds of stuff when I used to go on CNN, Clay, back in the day. But you can't keep responding to, did you, what he's being asked is, did you think what Trump did on January 6th was abhorrent because you previously said that? And he just keeps saying other things. I mean, take that as you will. Yeah. And to your point, I think there's even more. They kept going back and forth and he kept trying to badger him on that particular issue. To me, the most challenging aspect of Vivek's candidacy for president. And I think, to your point, he has been incredibly successful relative to what anyone could have anticipated when he entered this race seven, eight months ago, whenever that official entry was. He still has yet to explain why, if Trump is so good, he's actually running against him. And I understand the argument of, well, I can be better than Trump, which is what his argument would be. There's a level beyond this. If you can't, if you can't criticize the person who's already been president that you think did a great job, but you say you'll be better than, on what basis do you think you'd be better than? Yeah. Look, it's, and that, this that is just the reality. Is, that to me is the challenge of Vivek's candidacy, because whether you agree or disagree, the biggest challenge, whether you agree or disagree with DeSantis or, uh, Nikki Haley or Mike Pence, for instance, just to use three, they have made an argument for why they should be the nominee and Trump shouldn't. They're actually running against Trump, in essence. Same thing for Chris Christie. I don't get the sense still 
that Vivek is actually running against Trump. He's running with well, Trump. What this clip to a lot of people, I saw a lot of the commentary on it is why is he so, why is he so scared of Trump? What's that? What's scared of, of criticizing him? Yeah. I mean, what's, why is that such a, and then people start to ask other questions like what's really going on here? And again, we're sitting four months out from the race in Iowa, but it feels like if Vivek is actually running for president and not vice president, at some point he has to create separation and space between himself and Trump, and he has not done that. Now, maybe you can argue if you're looking at the uh, looking at the larger uh, race that the first thing Vivek had to do was create some recognition of who he is and and a uh, understanding of his perspective, but he has not created space separation between himself and president and, uh, and there's a long-standing Trump. precedent on both sides of even in bruising primaries i mean look kamala harris called joe biden a you know a crazy old yes. racist basically and he made her his vice president correct so and you go back in time you'll see there's plenty of this where people they criticize each other they go after each other on the stage and then they unite for the party to do what's best for the country so i mean if, if you have no criticism of trump i need to understand why you're why you're running against trump not, I think I'd be, you know, Trump got a 99 out of 100 and I'd get a 100 out of 100. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta actually tell me, cause, cause if you think that he didn't fail on anything, if there's no criticism of him, then, all right, man, let's all, let's all hop on the Trump train together, right? What's the point? And again, I, I think when you actually break down Vivek, the big challenge, if you're going to run against Trump, is it seems to me there's a lot of people who are never going to drop out of this race. And if that is true, if there are a lot of people, Buck, who are just going to say, I'm all in, I'm going to ride this all the way to the end, there's no space for anybody other than Trump. Like, the alternative to Trump isn't going to exist if seven or eight people decide they're going to ride all the way to through Super Tuesday. We got some breaking legal news about Trump just in, Clay, about his Georgia case. But I want to keep people on the edge of their seats because we can talk to our friend Andy McCarthy about this breaking news about Trump's Georgia case and about the Hunter Biden looming gun indictment. That is coming up. If you've got a military first responder, emergency medical or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. 
When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. 